Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, where the word, word of God takes you to places where the unseen is at, where there's a void at in your life, where darkness covers your life, where the foundation is being laid, where growth is happening, and especially where repentance starts. It's the underground. And who am I? Just the voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is still at hand. Matthew chapter four and verse 17, it says, from that time, Jesus began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's the underground, y'all. Oh man, I hope y'all been having a good day. I hope everybody been having a good day, man. Shout out to everybody who in here live. Shout out to everybody who's going to uh, listen to this uh, message today. Just want to uh, thank you for taking out the time of your busy schedules. I know some of y'all be very busy, but you set aside some time just to hear the word of God. So it's very appreciative. Uh, do me a favor. Uh, take your big Shirley finger from Martin and uh, let me know in the comment section if you can hear me good. Yeah, take your Norbit finger and let me know if you hear me real good, please, before I get going. All right. Okay, somebody said yes, they can hear me good. Okay. Let me get a couple more people in that comment section. Let me know if you hear me real good. I want everybody to hear me. Hello, all. Yeah, go ahead and, yeah, that's good. Greet everybody, too. Make sure you say hi to people. Don't just be coming in here with attitude. Don't be coming in here like you're walking through the club. Speak to people. <laughs> yeah, speak to people. You come in here like you just walk through the VIP session. Don't come, uh -uh. Speak to people when you come up in here. We're going to keep it all the way spiritual. <laughs> Anyways, man, I hope y'all having a good day. Let me give a quick shout out to uh the realest to ever do it that's my beautiful wife she know who she is you know what i'm saying she's the voice behind the voice so shout out to her beautiful black chocolate thing you yeah shout out to her man for real for real and just shout out to everybody out there uh in san antonio shout out to the castillos shout out to everybody in that southwest shout out to my sis you know what i'm saying Big shout out to everybody out there in Iowa and Brussels. You know, that's the uh when we look up, that's the main people who be listening. People out there in Iowa and Brussels, Germany. I think that's what it was. I think that's what it is. So appreciate the love. And uh yeah, I just keep on listening, man. And hopefully God can speak to you, you know. Uh, I want to also give a shout out to the movie His Only Son. His only son and the director, David Healing. I remember at the end of the movie, he had asked us to, hey, let people know about the movie and let people, uh, you know, tell them about how they can come see it and things like that or just support his movie. So I want to do that, man, because it's a brother who, you know, stepped out on faith for his dream. So I want to give a big shout out to it. It was a wonderful movie. And uh, I encourage everybody to go see it. His only son. I encourage y'all to go see that, man, in theaters. Or when it come out, just support it, man. And he want to have more movies he want to make. So it was a very good movie, very good movie, man. And what I learned from it is that uh, 
you know how blessed we are to get to hear or read the word of God just every day? It's just at our fingertips. You know what I mean? Because when you watch that movie, you see how the word of God was so just important in those days. You know, it, it'll be years before they heard a word from God, man. And like, you know, we take that for granted now. We can just open up his word and hear what he got to say. But back in the day, Abraham and Sarah, man, they had to go through it. You know, God wasn't speaking for, to them for years. And, you know, they had conflict and all that type of stuff. So we just ought to be thankful that, yo, we can uh, open up our Bibles. We can get on our phones. We can just Google and just read the word of God that easy. You know what I mean? And so we just got to be thankful for that. So I appreciate them showing me that, man. So very beautiful movie. Very beautiful movie. And if you're there, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, get yourself some popcorn. You know, that's what me and my baby did. We got some popcorn and we sit up there and uh, watch that movie. And I didn't fall asleep either. So that was a good thing. I ain't even fall asleep. So anyways, uh, let me read a verse. And so y'all already know what we go do. We just go slide through this word. We go two-step through this word. We go cha-cha through this word real smooth, y'all. All right. Hebrews chapter 12 and 1. Hebrews chapter 12 and 1. That's going to be our first verse. We're going to read it out. We're going to put it out there in the atmosphere. And we're going to see what the Holy Spirit want to say about it. All right. It says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness. So you got an audience. You got an audience. Even if you got 50 followers, even if it don't seem like nobody is watching you, even if it uh, seem like nobody is supporting you, God is letting you know, oh, you got people watching you. You got a cloud of witnesses. You got people who are watching your movie every single day. They're watching your walk every single day. You the main superstar of your movie. So I want you to take that in. When you feel like you're not, you feel like that you're not important out there, young man, young woman. I want you to know that God says you have a cloud of witness of people watching you right now. They watch you today. I want to know, was it was your movie pleasant enough to watch today? Was it pleasant enough to watch today? And then it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let's read that again, y'all. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. That's the commandment. While you're in this life, while you're walking daily in this life, you ought to be trying to throw off everything that's hindering your relationship with God. That should be your focus right now. We got to start focusing on things. What can I throw off of my life? What can I throw off my mind? What can I throw off my heart? What can I throw off my spirit that's hindering my walk with God? Who do I need to throw off? 
if we got to take it there. Who do I need to throw off that's hindering my walk with God? And what kind of sin that I need to lay aside that's easily entangling me? Think about that. What sin right now is so easily entangling you right now? That's getting you all confused. That's getting you all mixed up. What is that, believer? The word of God is saying he wants us to throw that off. And when we do that, we'll be able to, it says, and let us run this, uh, run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Some of us are not running because we got too much stuff on us. Some of us can't run in this race because we entangle in too much sin. You jogging. You get tired too quickly. You get tired of the uh, consecrated life. Right? You get tired that you can't go out. You get tired that you sleeping alone. Why? Because you haven't thrown off those things that easily entangle in you. You're not setting aside those things that hinders you. You still got them on. It's like you're trying to run a 100-meter dash with a 100-pound weight vest on. That's what it feels like. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. You got too much sin on you. S-I-N. Make it clear. Some of us are being held up. Just, uh, just be real about it. It's because we got too much sin. We entangled in too much sin in our life. I know we like to call it trials and tribulations at times, but if we be real with it, it's just sin. S-I-N. We call it going through it. It's just sin. <laughs> God wants to make it clear sometimes. He said, nah, I mean, that's sin. And I'm, and, and I'm trying to teach you try to, how to entangle yourself from that. But some of y'all want to be like Jada and get beat all up in the entanglement. You like being in an entanglement. That's what you like doing. But the word is here to call you out of that right now. Okay? You have a cloud of witness watching you. They're cheering you on, by the way. Come on. Let's get up out of that. Let's lay aside those things that's hindering your walk, that's hindering your thought life, that's hindering your peace life. It's hindering you. Lay it aside right now, today. Hearken unto the voice of the Lord and lay that aside today. While you have the grace, while this word is being presented unto you right now, lay it aside. I'm going to give you five seconds to lay it aside. And we're going to keep moving and grooving. That's what we're going to do. We're going to keep moving and grooving. Lay it aside. Go ahead and lay it aside. And don't pick it back up either. Lay it aside. There's some, don't even try to conversate with it. Lay it aside. Don't even try to explain it. Just uh -uh, lay it aside. You've been a hindrance to me. I'm going to lay you to the side. Go uh -uh, right over there. Go ahead. Get over there. Yeah.
so I can run this race. I was supposed to be done with this lap, but the sin that I have up on me has hindered me. I'm still on this same lap that I started 10 years ago. I'm still on this same lap that I started two years ago. I was supposed to been got my uh, degree. This is my sixth year and I still haven't got my bachelor's. Why? Because I, I've been entangled with a lot of things. I was supposed to been started that ministry, but I've been entangled with a lot of things. I haven't, it's hard for me to lay aside these things. Come on now, you can do it. Ask God to give you the strength to do it, okay? Now, let's get practical now. I'm going to get real practical, practical people. I think we have taken this verse right here sometimes, and we didn't get made it real deep. And I'm talking about Romans 12 and 1. Romans 12 and 1. Let's go there real quick. Yeah, let's go there. Take your peach's hand and go to Romans 12 and verse 1. And if you got an attitude like Peach's mama in that movie, you need to repent. We don't have time for that today. But Romans 12 and verse 1. <laughs> Romans 12 and verse 1. Okay, I'm going to read this again. Now, I want to be very practical with this verse okay because i'm i'm convinced that us kingdom people we're at the stage and we're in a, a certain season that it it can be so easy to have an influence wherever you at that's how low the morale is in our in our society you know that's how wicked it ain't got you can make an impact just very easily. Your light can shine just by saying thank you and things like that. So I want to take this verse right here and make it very practical and get us on a, a, a race. Get us on a, a movement of just making a mighty influence in our culture. All right. Okay. So it says, therefore. I urge you, brothers and sisters, all right, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Okay? This is your true and proper worship. Singing songs is good. It blesses us in all that. But according to this word, our true and proper worship is presenting our bodies as living sacrifice. Every day. And he's urging us to start doing that. OK, now let's just get practical with it. I'm going to urge you to present your body as a living sacrifice. First of all, your hair. When you go out into the public believer, I'm talking to the believers. I'm talking to God's children. I'm talking to people who God says, let your light shine before man. So they may praise your God that's in heaven, your father that's up in heaven. 
do you let your hair be a living sacrifice? Is your hair holy and acceptable? Huh? When you going to work, when you going out to be a witness, these are easy, practical things. These are things that, you know, when the world see us, when people who are not of God see us, you know, these are the things that they look at. Let's just be real with it. I know we want to get deep with the world, which they don't understand what we're talking about. We're looking at our bodies right now as living sacrifices. And I'm here to tell you, and I'm here to tell us uh, believers, our hair needs to be uh, acceptable. Comb it. Comb it before you go to work. Don't go into your job looking like that. And then you got God name coming out your mouth. I'm finna, I'm finna go ahead and hurt some. I may hurt some. I hope I don't. But I'm going to just be honest. Because we got to raise the standard when it comes to God's people. There's a certain standard we got to live by. You know, God used to tell the Israelite, hey, people go be in awe of you when they see you. They can't be in all of you and your hair everywhere. You didn't get your hair cut in about five months. What's wrong? Come on now. How they supposed to be in all of us? Come on, believers. I know we be tired sometimes. I know we got to, hey, but uh-uh, we got to, uh-uh. We can't be going out in public, going to work, going to different functions, out here trying to witness and our hair is not presentable and holy. That ain't pleasing to God. Okay, that's number one. So let's let's make sure our hair, our hair, this is very practical things that we got to teach our kids too. Before we try to get so deep with this verse, let's just work on the, the little things first. We be skipping these things. Okay. Number two, your teeth. It needs to be holy and acceptable. Okay? It needs to be holy and acceptable, for real. God name, God's name and his word can be coming out your mouth and your teeth uh, looking demonic. Let's just be real with it, man. People are not going to be ex uh, acceptable <laughs> to your presentation. I know we want to, it's the real, it's the truth. If your breath smelling like demonic spirits, people are not going to be, uh, want to hear what you got to say. And they don't want you praying for them. Uh, it, it don't matter about that. It matter about the heart. We, you're not supposed to look at the outside man, please. Where we living? Where you living at? Where you living at? That's why I said present your bodies a living sacrifice. You need to present your body, your teeth, a living sacrifice. Okay, get some anointed oil, rub it on that toothbrush, and you need to brush your teeth. Young man, brush your teeth. Don't you go to school missing days without brushing your teeth? Don't you do that. And telling people you believe in, yeah, I, I worship God. I believe not with your breath smelling like that, young man. Young lady, you, you got to get, come on, we got to take care of that. 
woman of God, man of God, we got to take care of it. And I'm not sitting up here talking about we got to have a, you know, this, this million dollar smile and all that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying whatever God has blessed you with, you see what I'm saying? Because we already know crooked smiles is in. J. Cole told us that, right? But we want to be accountable for what we got. So let's make sure we're not missing that stuff. You get what I'm saying? You you speaking in tongues, but hey, your breath. Tell somebody and say your breath. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, let, let, let God work on your teeth, baby. It's okay. But we got to take care of these things. I'm not even, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm really trying to be serious because I'm out here. I'm out here in this world. I'm out here in these streets and I'm talking to people. I'm serious. That's where I do my evangelizing at. You see what I'm saying? That's why I want to see where people at. You know, I'm coming to your front door and I want to see where you at. And I'm seeing people saying, you know, yeah, they, pray, but they, hey, it, you're not looking presentable right now. I'm just saying. You're not looking like a living sacrifice right now. Let me, let me, let me uh break this down some more. Okay. You get a trainer, right? Right. You get yourself a trainer because you want to get your body in shape or you want to get your body right. Don't you know that you are going to become a living sacrifice for that trainer? Based on how he trains you and based on how your body looks, that's how that per that trainer is going to get more people to say, oh, you know what? Let me try him. Because I, you know what? Okay, he did that to you. Okay. That's how it is also with us. People are going to look at us first because they the, they the world. They don't, they don't know how to do things spiritual. Even people in the spirit always go look at us on the uh, outside first. So that's what I'm saying. We got to be a living sacrifice. All right. Uh, let's keep on going. We're just going through the body right now. We're just going through what we can see. All right. Uh, listen here, man. It's it's going to be summertime. We know that, right? We, we know that. Let me talk to the women of God right now. All right. Let me read this one more time. So you want, it's my value. Let me read this real quick. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters. See, he added y'all. Now, if he was just saying brothers, I would have said, you know, this. but he said, and sisters. Okay. In view of God's mercy. That means in view, in view. God is watching. He's in view. He sees it. Okay. To offer your body a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to god okay it's summertime put your booty up put your breast up put your thighs up it needs to be acceptable it needs to be holy okay you know you got young kids who gonna be watching this you saying god coming out your mouth but all this coming out your uh your, your clothes We need to present our bodies, real believers. Come on. This is, we got to get ready for this, man. This is easy stuff right here. This is elementary stuff. But we got to review it because we're missing, we missing the mark. We're missing this mark. Okay? So I know it's coming, and I, and I know you've been in the gym getting ready for it. But make sure you present your body a living sacrifice. Don't present it to the world to be lusting after it. 
don't present it to your brother to be lusting after it. Just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. So these are practical. See, this is practical things, man. Practical. It's summertime. Your man. Hey, you gonna have to uh, you know what? You don't need to button it up, button it up. Button it up. You walk. I seen somebody the other day. I promise you. I mean, I think I went to the store and I seen it on TV, but I actually seen it in real life. I mean, the whole shirt unbuttoned. He's just walking around in the store just with the shirt unbuttoned, chest all out. Come on, man. What we doing? What we doing? And God's name gonna come out of our mouth? We can't do that. We can't have that. That's not your proper worship. And I want to encourage you to start uh, laying aside these things so you can start to present your body a living sacrifice so it can be your true and proper worship. All right? For real. So we talked about the hair. We talked about the teeth. We talked about the body. When I say the body, that's really going to, you know, mostly to the women. You know, we're talking about your buttocks, your breasts, <laughs> In your thighs and all that. Come on now. Cover all that up. Say that for your husband that you waiting on. Or your wife that you waiting on, brother. But you got to cover that up. All right? Let the world do what the world do. But come on. We got a different way we, 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 we vibe. You know, we got a different way we move. You know that, right? All right. And also, just uh, and I'm gonna just throw this in. If you go wear your flip flops, make sure your toes holy and acceptable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, you crazy! I'm just, hey, just you know what I'm saying. Make sure they acceptable unto the Lord. Make sure you get that. If you go put them out there like that, okay? All right, yeah, you know, because you never know. Your toes can save somebody. You know, hey, for <laughs> my wife was telling me the other day, though, for real. She say it's people that's getting paid like $3,000 to take pictures of their feet. I say, oh, my God, what kind of world are we living in, man? I say, this can't be true. This can't be true. I'm serious. Hey, <laughs> and though, I'm for real. She told me that. So I say, look, look. So I, obviously that means people watching, right? So let your feet be a, a living testimony unto other people now. You know what I'm saying? Don't have your feet out here looking demonic, turning the people away from this gospel. Anyways, let's keep, let's keep on going. So we talked about that. Okay. Let's go to John chapter 14. Let's go to John chapter 14 and verse six. I hope y'all are getting some out of this. You know what I'm saying? I really do. I really do. I really do. Simple verse, another simple verse, but, uh, just want to break it down a little bit more. Okay. Just want to break it down a little bit more. Now, check this out. Now, say you driving, right? You driving through a country town or something like that, or you driving through a, a town you don't know about. And you get lost. Now, you get lost. And now, you know how that feeling is. I, I didn't have that feeling a couple of times. When you get lost, you start to get nervous. And I don't know why is this. When we get lost, why people always cut their radio down? Like this, about to, you know that when, when your car stop working or when you get lost or when you try to figure something out, people always get quick to turn their radio down. 
be jamming all day, but soon and somehow they try to turn their radio down and start talking to tongue. But check this out. You get lost. You nervous. You see what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, and you frustrated. You get Now, all of a sudden, you meet someone. I'm just giving you an example because I want to break this verse down real quick. Follow me, okay? You meet someone who's familiar with that town who's familiar with the environment and they let you know, oh yeah, I know what they say. And they tell you to follow them. I can get you there. Follow me. I know the way. I guarantee you, we will follow that person. I guarantee you. Because I know that feeling of being lost in a certain environment that you don't know. I know that feeling when you're lost in the country town you see what I'm saying? That's when you meet somebody, you have that just trust because you just want to get uh, to the place where you're trying to get to. And they'll say, yeah, 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 follow me. Just follow behind me. And guess what you'll do? You'll get behind that car and you'll follow them. Or they can tell you directions and I guarantee you'll trust them directions and you'll get there. Why? Because you just lost. You lost. And you want to get help from anywhere you can when you're lost. Now, with that being said, let me read this verse to you. John 14 and verse 6. Jesus told him, I am the way. Again, Jesus told him, I am the way. That's what he's telling all of us right now. You are lost in a certain situation in your life right now. You may be feeling lost in a certain relationship in your uh, life right now. You may feeling lost right now in your certain age or wherever you at in life. You may be feeling lost. And Jesus is telling you, I am the way. And let's just be, we don't want Jesus to be the way. We don't want him to be the way, man. And I'll give you a couple of reasons why we don't want him to be the way. You know, his way, his way, it calls us to repent of our sins. That's why we don't know. We don't really like that way. Even though it's a way that'll get us from being lost, from being confused, from wandering around, wasting gas, wasting life, wasting energy, his way calls for you to repent of your sins. That's why we're not comfortable with his way. We rather sit and drive around not knowing where we're going. We'll do that. But to go his way, uh, you know, his way doesn't teach about wealth and money and things of this world. That's why we really don't like his way. His, uh, I don't like his way. I know he's saying he the way, but he don't teach about what I want to teach. He don't really 
go in depth about what I want to uh, seek after. His way doesn't teach about a lot of relationship goals. They don't. His way don't teach about those things. So that's why a lot of us don't like going his way. His way doesn't teach about ownership and owning property and, and investing and doing these type of things. Into the, his way don't teach those type of things. If you read through the, the Gospels, if you read through his words when he stepped on the scene, his way wasn't teaching about these things. That's why a lot of us say, uh, not his way. I'm going to go the other way. His way doesn't teach about protesting and boycotting and, and, and tearing down other races and tearing down other social groups. His way doesn't teach about that. So a lot of people say, I'm not going to go that way. His way doesn't teach about gaining a following. His way doesn't teach about be, uh, building a certain ministry, building a certain influence. His way really doesn't teach you about that. Read it, read it. If you really read the scriptures, search the scriptures and read it with a pure heart, with pure eyes and say, God, just show me. His way don't really teach about that. His ways don't teach about that. So that's why even though we may be lost and his word says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth and the life. We want all these things. We want the way. We want people to be truth. And we want people to tell us the truth. And we want to have the good life. But we don't want it his way. So you have a decision to make. See, this word has been presented to you now. Now you have to make a decision in your heart. Because the only way to truth is through him. The only way to life is through him. And then he goes a step farther and tell us no one can come to the father except through me. His way. That's the another main reason we don't we think we can get to God so many different ways. And he tells us very simple. If you're going to a basketball game, if you're going to a football game, if you're going out to the club, if you're going out to a uh event, I get. If they tell you this is the interest, this is the way you go in, you're not going to fight that. You're not going to dispute that. You're not. Go to the restaurant. They tell you the line to order your food. This is the way. We don't dispute that. We don't. We don't dispute none of those things. But we dispute what he's telling us. That's why we got to start checking our hearts, man. 
That's what the underground is about. It's about getting to the heart of things. Why do you dispute when he says it, though? When the creator of the universe tell you this is the way, we get an attitude with him. We feel like there's other ways. See, we want people to obey our commandments when they ignore the creator commandments. We got rules and regulations and uh, we, we, we let people know this is how you treat me. This is how this is how I, I this is how I live. And, and if you want to be with me or if you want to be in my life or if you want to talk to me, this is how you got to be. We're telling these same people that they need to obey us. But they're not even obeying the creator. How is that going to be possible that they go? obey? and then we get mad when they don't obey us. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm telling y'all when you really think about it, it's crazy, man. It's insane that we think like that. I'm so serious. It's so insane when we think like that. I'm not even laughing to say it's funny. I'm laughing because it's crazy to me. These people are not even obeying God. Why are they going to obey you? Why are they going to bow down to your commandments? They're rebels to the creator. They're rebels to the creator who put them in a mama's womb, who grew them in a mama's womb, who allowed them to come out their mama's womb, who allowed them to live 20 and 30 and 40 years. They're still disobeying the creator and you meet them and they just supposed to obey you? Check yourself. Check yourself. I think all we need to worry about is, am I obeying God? I'm seeing a lot of people lose a lot of peace, lose a lot of energy, lose a lot of strength trying to get people to obey them. You need to lay aside that sin that's hindering you. Today. Because as I'm speaking, I'm telling you, the grace is being released for you to lay it aside right now. Take heed. Take heed. Lay it aside right now the word of god uh told me that uh, a lot of us are following people who are popular and has talent and charisma but you're not following those who are, are anointed by god Let's go to Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one. And we're going to start at verse 21. Uh, I know last time I was uh, speaking about this 
because I, I want us to understand why we are struggling as a people, uh, why you see so much stuff going on, uh, uh, things that happen. We see things on the news and we, we tend to get shocked. I don't want believers to be uh, shocked by anything. I want you to understand what's going on based on the word of God. Okay. And I, I want the believers to also uh, understand you may be linked up with people like this. And I'm telling you today, you need to lay aside that because it's hindering your walk. Okay, I start at verse 18. And this is a familiar verse. I'm sure everybody knows about it. I'm sure we read it over and over and over. But uh, we can always go back. And when we read these things over and over and over, we're not reading to get more knowledge about it. We're really reading it so we can see the character of God. When you read scriptures, uh, try your best just to see God. Let's not see what we can get from it. Let's not see uh, where you at in it. Or, you know, most of the times I want you to just see the character of God in it. See how he moves. When you see how he moves, then you'll begin to move a certain way. When you see how he talked, then you begin to talk a certain way. When you see how he walks, then you will begin to walk a certain way. All right. It says in verse 18 in Romans chapter one, but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. <laughs> God show his anger. A lot of the things that you're seeing right now is God showing his anger. Let's break it down to the uh, us fleshly people. To the corner. When you get angry, how you show off? I know when I used to get angry, uh, things were getting torn up. Yeah, the, it was. It may be some things is getting torn up. Some things may get broke. Some things may get thrown, tossed around. See, that's how us humans do it. Things get thrown. See, when God get angry, uh, cars get thrown in hurricanes. <laughs> trees get tossed. <laughs> trees get tossed around. It's the same thing. He's just doing it on a more powerful way. You heard? But he's showing his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people. See, I don't want to be in that category. So when I see stuff like that, what I say to myself, I say, I say okay, I'm not go I don't got time to worry about other people right now. How can I not be and this sinful, wicked people who suppresses the truth. How can I not be in that category? Let me look at my life. What I need to work on. But see, because see, money can't save you from this. Let me say that. See, money can't save you from this type of anger. Oh, man. I hope people listen to that. Your popularity can't save you from this type of anger. 
your charm can't save you from this type of anger. Now, it says wicked people who suppresses the truth by their wickedness. You may speak the truth, but are you suppressing the truth by your lifestyle? Do your lifestyle suppress the truth? Your lifestyle, your being, your, the, your conversations, the way you, where your feet go to, what your eyes looking at. Do it suppress the truth? Do your eyes lie? Do your eyes lie? Young man, is your private parts lying? Are you suppressing the truth with your private parts, young lady? Are you suppressing the truth? Okay, let's okay, let's keep going. Verse 19. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. God say, ask about me, basically. Everybody know about me, man. Yeah, I've been, I've been there. I, everybody know about me in this world, man. You know, sometimes, and I, uh, I, I hear, uh, you know, this, this saying a lot, man, they just don't know God. That's a lie. They know God because his word is telling us. They know the truth about me. I am the truth. They know me. Verse 20, for every since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible quality, his internal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. No excuses. Did y'all hear what God just said? He said, no excuses. I ain't trying to hear no excuses. Why you don't know me? That's a powerful statement right there, man. That's a heavy statement right there that he told us no excuses. Oh man, I was I was born. I I I I ain't never had the opportunity. You know, I wanted to, I, I tried to do I, I was I was really trying to, but my mind was I was in the prayer. God say, hey, check this out, cuz no excuses. I'm giving you every opportunity to know me. I woke you up this morning to know me. That's the reason why I woke you up this morning. To know me. You thought it was to wake up to get money. You thought it was waking up to uh, uh, for your boo. I woke you up to know me. The underground is here to put God in his proper place. And the underground is here to keep God in his proper place. No matter who we got to come against. No matter what spirits we got to come against, we putting God in his proper place. You was woke up this morning to know him. First and foremost. Uh, 
I'm not trying to get to know anybody else before I don't know God. Come on, man. Let's keep going. 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. So I try to make this very easy on myself. I say, okay, work on just giving him thanks. I know you don't have everything in your life right now. I know you may not have everything you want right now. I know things are not where it's at, but okay, let me work on just giving him thanks. That's my true worship right there. I'm going to thank him that I got two eyes. I'm going to thank him that I got two ears. I'm going to thank him that when I stood up, I was able to walk. I'm going to thank him that I'm able to walk down the stairs and I'm not wobbly. I'm going to thank him that I'm able to breathe. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to thank him that I'm able to use my fingers. I'm going to thank him that I'm able to taste my food. I'm going to thank him that I'm able to hear. I'm going to thank him that I'm able to sneeze. I'm going to thank him that I'm able to talk. These are just, you know, you can go on and on, but I'm going to give him thanks right quick. That's me putting me, first of all, in my proper place. See, because when you thank him like that, you're putting yourself in your proper position. And then you're putting him in his proper place. When you thank God like that, you will quickly remove yourself from the throne of your life. I promise you that. Yeah, see, get in the prayer and worship service of just thanking him when you're in your car, when you're working, whenever you're working out. I mean, when you're walking, when you're running, I mean, begin to thank him. And I promise you, you will see your life different. Some of you guys are stressing just because you're not thanking him. That will, that will relieve a whole bunch of stress in your life. I promise. Hey, so easy. Just you say you got a lot of stress, you taking stress pills, you you taking a lot of pills, you trying to cool yourself down, you anxious, just start thanking him and I'll let it be off you. Yeah, let's make it easy. God said, I make this thing easy. Y'all the ones making it hard. And then you teaching these things to people and making it hard. You know, the Pharisees used to do that. He said, you're putting all these burdens on people. Stop that. Okay, and they became, so when they when we don't give thanks, listen what happens. And when you don't worship him, listen what happens. And when I say worship him, I'm not talking about Sunday services. I'm talking about worshiping, worshiping him with your life. You're worshiping him with a living sacrifice. We're going right, this thing is coming right back around because the Holy Spirit always know how to do that. You're worshiping him with your body, a living sacrifice. Now, when you don't do that, look what happens. And they became to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. When you don't worship him in a proper way, when you don't give him thanks in a proper way, you decide to start thinking of foolish thoughts of what you think God is like. Instead of coming to the truth of his word and he tells you and you accept him for who he is like, you start to tell him, this is who you like. You see how foolish that sounds? 
And that's what our society sounds like right now. We're telling people who we, we have a definition of what God is. Everybody has their own definition of what God is. No, listen to what I'm telling you, who I am, God is saying. When you meet somebody, you don't want them telling you, oh, this is how you is. No, 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 no. You, this is who I am. Foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, so when they start thinking like that, when they start talking like that, we're looking at the results of what happened. So right now we're just doing one plus one plus one plus one. That's what we're doing right now with Romans. We just adding things up. And at the end of this, you're going to see a big picture. And then you may say, oh, okay. I get it now. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Why do we get angry at what we're seeing? The word of God is already telling us their minds are dark and confused. That is what... No, no need to try to change their minds. No need of trying to argue with people who are dark. Their minds are dark and confused. Why are you arguing with them? Why are you trying to change them? This is all God's working. That's what that's what's working. That's God's work. Ta-da. That's what you get when you don't thank him. You get a dark and confused mind. And I'm sad to say some of you believers, you're sleeping with them. You're dating them. Uh-oh, you might be about to marry. You need to lay that sin aside very quickly. Just being honest, shout out the future. Foolish idea. Okay, then he says, as a result, their minds became dark and confused. Now check this out, verse 22. Stay with me. Let's keep flowing through this word. Claiming to be wise. <laughs> God, you, hey, God, you cold. I swear God is so cold the way he wrote this word down and the way he broke it down. God, you are the coldest to ever do it. I just want to give you praise like that, God. You are the coldest to ever break down a human mind as, as ever. Thank you for break. I didn't even have to go to school to see how the mind works. Oh, my God. That's why I love them. I didn't have to take out no loans. I didn't have to pay no college tuition to see how the mind works. He say those people, they claim to be wise. They claim to have the answers. They claim to know what the, 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 the market is about to do. They claim to know what's coming. They claim to know how to fix this and fix that and fix this and how to get this. They claim to know. They instead became utter fools. While we call them wise, God say I call them fools. We call it wisdom, God say I call it foolishness. 
We call it deep. God say I call it empty. Verse 23. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. He say instead of worshiping me, y'all start worshiping people. And some of y'all out here, y'all take it as for y'all start worshiping birds and animals and reptiles. Y'all here praying to animals and cats and dogs and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. He said that's what some that's where y'all go. And it all starts at verse 18. This is when God gets angry. That's what minds start to do. I told you, you don't never want to go with to beef with somebody who can control your mind, who can control your thoughts, who can fight you with your own body, who can fight you with the nature. Why would you want to beef with something like that? You need to just raise your white flag and say, I repent. But a lot of y'all are out here beefing with God. And this is what your mind is like. When I see a mind like that, I'm trying to witness to it. They're fighting God. I'm not trying to debate with that. Your mind is, it can't even think right. God has got your mind all dark and confused. The devil got these people out here blind. Man, that's a lie. The anger of God is out here right now. Verse 24. And he's telling us, so God abandoned them. Check that verse out right there. So God abandoned them. We in the we around people that God abandoned them. That's scary. Forget about these scary movies they creating and all these demon movies. That ain't nothing compared to the scary movie of what about a movie that says God abandoned them? Ooh, now that's scary. That's a scary movie right there. Scream, you don't have nothing on that. Jason, you don't have nothing on that. Freddy Krueger, you don't have nothing on that movie. God abandoned them. Coming out in theaters near you. That's what's happening out here, y'all. That's scary, man. And I, and, and and when I I just don't want to be in it. I guess see, I, I I'm telling you when I see that I say, look, I don't got God. I don't want you to abandon me. I know that I've been there before. I know how my mind think. I know where my anger goes when you abandon me. I know the hate that I have inside of me when you abandon me, God. So I don't want to be there no more. Please don't abandon me. So when you see people like that, when you see these minds like that, when you scrolling and you see people talking and walking and cutting up and doing these crazy things, don't say, oh, my God, I can't believe it. No, God abandoned them, man. You know, it's kind of sad. It really is. It, it, 
you know, my heart goes out to, it's just like, man, there's no hope for them right now. When God abandons you, they may have the whole world at the, at the, in the palm of their hands. But if God abandoned you, what profits you? Their whole family may not have abandoned them. They may have all the love of their family and all the love of the women or all the love from the man. But if God has abandoned you, my child, he has abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their heart desires. Hey, I know our flesh get mad that we can't do certain things no more. But I want you to start thanking God that he haven't abandoned you to just to do anything that you want with your flesh. I know you get convicted and you get mad that you get convicted because you want to sin in peace. <laughs> but I got to ask, I got a question. I got an answer for you. I got a word for you. Those who trying to sin in peace and you trying to drink that uh conviction away you trying to smoke that conviction away you trying to sex that conviction away you trying to uh dance that conviction away i want you to know you haven't been abandoned yet oh you such a bless oh my god god say you so blessed i haven't abandoned you yet you so blessed that you still getting convicted huh can we start just saying, I'm blessed because I'm convicted by the word of God. I'm blessed because I'm, when I do wrong, I say, ooh, that was wrong. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy about, you know, when you do something wrong and you feel it, God say, you haven't been abandoned yet, child. Mm. Yeah, when you cuss somebody out, you say, you know what, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't cuss her out like that. I shouldn't, I'm sorry, God. Right? You, you just, you know why you like that? You haven't been abandoned yet, my child. Yeah, you ever say something in your mind about somebody? They don't even know you said it, but you just, you and God, you just, you tell God, God, I, I'm sorry, I thought that thought. I'm sorry, God. You know why? You haven't been abandoned yet, my child. You such a blessed child. You so blessed that you so convicted by wickedness. You so blessed that you just can't go anywhere. You so blessed that you can't watch anything. You so blessed that you can't just listen to anything. You so blessed that you can't bless the presence with your uh, body because you just so convicted with your blessed self. You haven't been abandoned yet, my child. Mm, I love that right there. He said, I, I haven't handed you over because your heart desires some wicked things. But every time you think you want to do it, you say, no, no, I can't do that because I'm scared of God. <laughs> Your heart ever want to do something, you just so scared of God. You so blessed. You blessed, I'm telling you. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other bodies. As a result, when he hands you over to do shameful things, the first thing he tells us, he said, you start doing degrading things with your body. Are you out there doing degrading things with your body right now? Do you not have control over your body right now? The anger of God may be over your life. It's time to raise the right flag. 
Are you just doing all type of things with your private parts right now, young man? You letting anybody into your private parts, young lady? You putting your mouth on all type of things, young man, young lady, woman of God, man of God. I want you to know if you're right there in your life, hey, the anger of God may be on you right now. Raise, raise the right flag and say, I'm sorry, God. Have mercy on me, God. I'm sorry, God. I don't want to do this with my body no more, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. I, I really don't want to do these shameful acts with my body no more, God. I really don't, God. I'm tired of sliding my body up and down this pole right here, God. I'm tired of doing these shameful acts with my body on this pole right now. Raise the right flag, stripper, and say, God, have mercy on my soul. Mm, man, have mercy on us, God. Verse 25, he says, they traded the truth about God for a lie. Basically, you went to the cash register with a $100 bill. You gave it to the uh, cashier. You say, hey, take this 100 and give me back a dollar. That's what you're doing. Take this 50 and give me back a, a five. So they worship and serve the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. He say those people begin to worship things and serve the things God created. People. You begin to worship man. Verse 26, that is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. This world and this wherever you see in these days, and I know we think it's so crazy. That is what happens when God abandons people. So if you're in a culture like that, if you're in a nation like that, it may have been abandoned. Then he starts to say, even the woman turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulge in sex with each other. Abandoned. Verse 27, and the man, instead of having normal sexual relationships, relations with women, burn with lust for each other. Man did shameful things with other men. As a result of this sin, they suffer within themselves the penalty they deserve. Abandon. You wasn't born like that. You have been abandoned. That's what the word is telling us. Straightforward. That is why he's the way. And that is why a lot of people don't like coming his way because he says things like this. That's when we hear things like this, a whole bunch. Of, I'm telling you, when you preach like this right now, when you they're coming. But as soon as you preach this, oh, they definitely turn around and going the other way. They, oh, oh, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, this ain't the way. 
they go turn straight around quick. That's why if you if you have been called to preach the word of God, you can't worry about people turning around on you. You can't worry about people not listening to you. You can't worry about getting views and getting you cannot worry about that. I'm that is not the time to do that. It's not. You cannot worry about that. You just got to preach it. Ask God to give you the boldness. Ask God to give you two or three friends or four friends. I don't know, but I'm telling you, when you start preaching this word, this right here, oh, man. Oh, man. In a society that's been abandoned by God? Come on, man. It already tell you they hate the truth. Okay, I got a couple more. So they thought it foolish to acknowledge God. He abandoned them to their foolish thinking. Look how many times it says abandoned, by the way. Wow. He abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things they should never be done. God said, I let them do it. God, why you uh why all this stuff going on? God said, I let them do it. I let them do it. We thinking God lost control and we thinking God out here don't know what's going on. God say, I'm letting y'all do it. Scary. Scary. He says, I'm letting them do things that should never be done. Never should be done. Running up in school, shooting innocent kids, that should never be done. Huh? That should never be done. That's running up in churches, killing it never should be done. Abandoned, man. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers. They haters of God. They're proud, they're boastful, they invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, they're heartless and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserves to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. They encourage others to do them too. See, when you post certain things, I want you to know that you're encouraging others to do them too. When you speak your lies, when you speak your uh, viewpoint about who you think God is, I want you to know that you encourage others to do that too. That's why your words are going to be hold, held accountable. Because your words may be encouraging people to live this exact lifestyle. When you speak those lies about hating women, when you speak those lies about hating men, I want you to know you're encouraging others to do that too. When you make those videos about hating women, I want you to know you're encouraging young brothers to do that too. When you speak those videos about hating men and men are dogs and men ain't nothing, I want you to know you're encouraging young ladies to do that too. 
when you speaking those lies about Jesus is fake and when you speaking those lies about the word is made up, I want you to know that you're encouraging young uh, impressions minds, minds that haven't been developed yet. You are encouraging them to think like that, too. And the anger of God is going to be released on you for that if you don't repent. This message of repentance is the most important message that America can hear right now. The most important message. I know we got this elections coming up. You know, it should be repent. I swear. I, I don't I don't care about who we get in office. I don't care about what party we get in office. If we don't repent, this is what we're going to get. Period. So anyways, that's it, man. Uh, I appreciate y'all coming out to the underground place to hear the word of God before we go six feet underground. Uh, you know, this, it's, it's hard. It's, it's very hard, man. It's heavy to, to read God's word. And you're not you're not trying to get nothing from it. You you really just speaking his word so people can know what's going on and you can feel the resistance. You know. I, I'm serious. When you really speak God's word, it's so heavy now. The resistance. Even amongst believers, the resistance of God's word, that is, it has debated minds. Even when you're speaking God's word, you know that you can, you can feel the debative minds that just want to debate it and say, well, what you, what you think? And uh, what, what is that? It's just, can we accept God's word? Begin to consecrate yourself, believer. Okay? Begin to really consecrate yourself so you can accept the purity of God's word in your life. It would change the way you think about God's word. So when you hear it, there's not even no debate. You just obey it. You don't need anybody to, is that what God said? Okay, period, I'm obeying it. I want you to have the same faith, my brothers and sisters, that you have in when you know you got to clock in at eight o'clock. You just obey it. You don't even question it. You obey it. When you got to pay your bills, you just obey it. You don't question it. You don't think about it. You're already prepared for it. Your mind has already been trained to do these things. Please ask God to train your mind to obey his word in these last days. I promise you, your soul will be thankful for it in eternity. Thank you for coming out to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? 
I promise you I'm nobody. I'm just a voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America saying, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the underground.